Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for tabletopjournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of June 10th, 2019, and runs for approximately 23 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Seat Yourself podcast. I'm Dave Turner, your host here at Seat Yourself. And as we usually do, we're coming to you from the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, where our Tabletop Journal studios are located. Baltimore is a great up-and-coming food and beverage city, and like some other large cities in the U.S., Baltimore gets its fair share of bad press from time to time, but it's come a long way in the past handful of years, improving both its food and its beverage offerings. A great example is the Guinness Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House that opened here a year or so ago. Now, this is the famed beer brand's North American Visitor Center, and it's really just getting started as being a major attraction here in the Baltimore area. Some excellent food and beverage hospitality awaits you there, so make sure you add the Guinness uh, Brewery to your list of places to visit this summer. And of course, they have a tasting tour, but be warned, make a reservation because those tours fill up fast. You can get more information by going and visiting their website at GuinnessBreweryBaltimore.com. Now, about this week's podcast, like most weeks, at the heart of this week's podcast is our 60 Seconds with Shannon segment. Where tabletop and buffetware category manager for Edward Don, Shannon Talon, takes on the issue of the week. This week, Shannon addresses how operators can easily and inexpensively freshen up their table service to give their guests a new look and feel tableside, all without going overboard on price. And as always, Shannon provides some great ideas and some great options. By the way, did you see the great video we did with Shannon as she took us through the tabletop section of the Edward Don booth at the NRA show? Many of you, and thank you for all the great comments that came in, many of you have commented literally from all over the world. Thank you again. And if you haven't seen it, you can find it in the industry news section of the Tabletop Journal website. And it was also great to get CEO Steve Don in on the action as he gave us his thoughts on the hospitality tabletop category and how important it is. There's a lot going on with Edward Don these days as they once again, uh, they are our lead news story with their latest acquisition. Of course, we're still following up on some of the other great stories that came out of the NRA show in Chicago as well. We've got lots of great content from that show. And if you're waiting for a particular story to come, please be patient as we work our way through the many great products we saw and the great interviews we captured while in the Windy City. And with all that, let's get this party started. And seat yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. And this week's stat of the week is 13%. That's the growth being experienced by brew pubs this year, according to the Brewers Association, in their latest issue of The New Brewer. That's their in-house bi-monthly publication. And what's behind the growth, despite widespread competition from all sides? Well, according to your article, brew pubs have been elevating their food game with a focus on locally sourced food and menus to accompany their locally sourced beers. According to Association Chief Economist Bart Watson, brew pubs are going beyond the simple pub concept and more and more present themselves as breweries slash restaurants, said Watson. Watson continued by saying, they almost always feature locally sourced food menus rather than just burgers and pizzas and are putting their own twist on meals. The variety that customers can choose from continues to grow in such ethnic dishes that you would never have expected five or ten years ago. Watson completed his thoughts by stating, Brew pubs today see themselves as restaurants with an on-premise brewery. Pretty interesting stuff. 
So whether it's department stores or retailers like Nordstrom's and Urban Outfitters or entertainment and recreation venues like Topgolf, everyone is up in their food game to draw foot traffic. And all this should be good news for hospitality tabletop suppliers of all types. The one caveat is, if you're a tabletop supplier looking for business in all the traditional places like sit-down restaurants and hotels, you need to understand that today, business is everywhere. And now, be sure to add brew pubs to your list. So regardless of their location, U.S. craft breweries that serve their own handcrafted food on site continue to represent a winning business model. Brew pubs up 13% just by elevating their food game. And that's our stat of the week. In our lead news story this week, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Edward Don and company continues to be on the march with another acquisition. This time, it's Las Vegas-based Shervin Colonel Equipment Company. Shervin has designed and installed kitchens all across the United States, including some of the highest volume restaurants, casino, and resort properties there are. Shervin Equipment will operate as a division of Edward Don and company and will remain under the leadership of Drew Shervin. We're excited to have Drew join our team, said Steve Don. Drew's excellent design and project management skills will be a great addition to our growing design-build capabilities. From the other side, Drew Shervin stated, I look forward to partnering with the Edward Don and Company. Don's nationwide scope and our shared vision of passionate customer service and outstanding food service design will be a successful combination. So the march continues as Edward Don and Company expands its geographic footprint, but it also adds to its growing portfolio of skill sets and expertise levels it can bring to hospitality and food service operators of all types and in all locations. This deal represents Edward Don and Company's fourth acquisition since its investment from Vestar Capital Partners in March of 2017. So best of luck to everyone involved in this latest acquisition by the Edward Don and Company. And in our next news story this week, the boutique-style Aiden Hotel opened in Austin, Texas this past week. And while a new hotel, particularly a boutique mid-scale hotel in Austin, Texas, might not be all that unusual, this one is. The new Aiden Hotel in Austin is part of the Best Western Hotel Group's effort that they announced last fall to enter the boutique segment. The Austin location is the first U.S. location for the Aiden brand, but this is the third Aiden property the other two being in Korea and in France. So a very international vision so far for the Aiden brand. And what makes this so interesting for us here at Seat Yourself is that the Aiden concept, along with the other boutique concept Best Western is planning called Sadie, both concepts will have on-site dining and on-site cocktail bars. All while being themed as very local, cool and edgy, with an eclectic neighborly feel. And while the Best Western hotels have never been thought of as a large operator of on-site restaurants and cocktail bars, this new entry into the boutique segment just may cause permanent tabletop suppliers to rethink how they view this large international operator of hotels. And just like other hotel brands, Best Western is in the process of remaking its entire brand. We'll have to wait and see how this effort for the Best Western to become local and edgy really works out. But in the meantime, suppliers, best of luck to you in the new restaurants and cocktail bars of the Aiden Hotel brand. And in our final news story, it's in what seems to be like a growing longer and longer story every week. That is about the future of the Belgian glassware company, Durabor. And because a number of you listeners have asked if there are any updates, here's what we know up until now. There's been actually very little change in the news since we last reported, except for one thing. We've done some checking with very high-level sources, and the possible Persian Gulf buyer is said to not be rack porcelain or rack ceramics. 
The press conference from the local Belgian economic development company that had been planned for the end of May does not seem to have happened. So very little news on that particular front with that particular option. But the one piece of news that I do find interesting is that the local economic development people in Belgium are still negotiating with Frederick Willems and his decorating company, Trady Glass. Keep in mind that Willems has said plainly that his only interest in Dorobor is in their ability to decorate and their decorating activities. So he's only interested in a part of the company. So therefore, local authorities are considering his option as a plan B. Local authorities have said their goal is still to have an agreement in place with one party or the other by June 15th. So for now, the word on Dorobor, stay tuned. Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon gives us ideas on how to freshen up tableside service. Welcome, everybody. We're back here again this week This week with Shannon Talon, the Rockstar Category Manager for Tabletop and Buffetware at Edward Don and Company. And Shannon, we've talked about ways to freshen up things before, but is uh, new different types of items in tabletop. But what are some of the op- options that operators can, can use that are easy to, to implement? And they may not be as mainstream as dinnerware, glassware, or flatware. But for instance, what are some of the on-trend ideas you see happening for making bread service more interesting or even uh, water service? Sure. So we're seeing uh, customers and end users of, of all different types really look for uh, maybe unique unique items or even different materials of product or within products uh, that allow them to serve products like bread service or even to your point, water service in unique ways. And you're right. It is a way that they can uh, update their tabletop and give a, a refreshed look without having to reinvest in all new dinnerware, glassware, flatware. So a lot of those accessory categories, uh, things like uh, things like baskets, things like boards. So maybe where charcuterie boards have been used in the past for very specific application, we're seeing end users take that and they know they don't have to just serve uh, fruit and cheese and, and dips and nuts and such on those boards for charcuterie. They know they can take that and use it for a completely different uh, presentation element. So I think operators are looking at product that that maybe has historically had very specific applications and using them in new and different ways. And what's great about that is that drives new product development from our supplier community, but it also brings tried and true products or products that have been in the marketplace for a while to the forefront again, because I think end users are discovering these types of items and using their creativity uh, along with, um, you know, their, their, their chefs uh, and different members of their staff to come up with unique ways to use those items. So it's been incumbent upon us at Edward Don to make sure we're on top of the trends and we understand outside of those core categories of the, the dinnerware, glassware and flatware to understand what the supplier community is bringing to market because we have to bring those solutions to end users. Um, but uh, we're seeing that in a very in a very prominent way, particularly as operators also have to watch their budgets. You know, the, the price points and the budgetary aspect is something that always has to be a, a consideration. And often these operators can refresh their tabletop with these accessory type items or items that are in different materials than maybe they've used in the past uh, to refresh that tabletop without breaking the bank. Now, here's Dave with more on the latest products and news inside of the tabletop and hospitality sector. 
And in our lead product story this week, one of the more interesting interviews we had at the show in Chicago, we did was on day number three of the just completed National Restaurant Show. And that's when we had the opportunity to speak with the top leadership of the newly launched Macasa Hospitality. You can listen to the entire interview by going to the industry news section of Tabletop Journal. That interview runs for a little over four minutes. It was great reconnecting with longtime friend Jeannie Selag, who is the new Macasa Hospitality Vice President for Business Development. Jeannie is a longtime industry food service veteran and is a true pro at product development, and she's created the initial product range for the company. She took us through the wide range of the front of the house categories that they've just launched and gave us an idea of what we might expect over the next 12 to 18 months in terms of products. The Macasa Hospitality effort is being led by an experienced tabletop leader, General Manager Casey Tuning. Tuning brings great operational expertise to the effort, and he talked about how they expect to run the company as a standalone business from parent lifetime brands, all while leveraging the parent company's best-in-class logistics and supply chain talents. And finally, we also had the parent company Lifetime Brand CEO Rob Kay with us. He talked about the company's strong commitment to the food service industry. Taking a marathon versus a sprint approach with Macasa Hospitality, Kay outlined the company's existing expertise in food service. And for those of you who don't know, Lifetime Brands is also the parent of Taylor Precision Instruments. But Kay also has the understanding that the tabletop within the hospitality sector is truly a different business with unique needs and unique requirements. He finished up by saying that he likes the opportunity in the food service tabletop sector and his company is committed to a long-term approach to the category. Again, you can hear the entire interview on Tabletop Journal. Just go to the industry news section. You'll find it all there. And in our next product story, before the NRA show, we've been told that the Rack Porcelain people would introduce more new collections than they ever had before. And that they certainly did. One of the most interesting and intriguing collections was their new Sensate dinnerware collection designed by Jordanian designer Sahar Madinat. Now, Sensate is not your ordinary dinnerware. It's a unique dinnerware collection that offers operators of all types a very high quality, innovative ceramic dinnerware solution to enable stroke victims and people with upper limb disabilities to eat more easily and more independently. I had the opportunity to speak with designer Sahar Madnat via phone from a Ramon Jordan company, 12 Degrees, and here's what she had to say about her newest design. Can you tell us about yourself and your background and tell us a little bit about the 12 uh, Degrees Studio and its this philosophy when it comes to design? Absolutely. Um, my name is Sahar Madnat. I'm uh, an industrial designer based in Jordan. Um, Basically, uh, I founded a uh, design studio here uh, because I thought there was a need for um, product innovation and development in the region. Um, It's called 12 Degrees, and we're a group of uh, uh, multidisciplinary uh, designers and engineers, and our philosophy really is to work on products that uh, serve a purpose, um, you know, or solve a need. Uh, we're, you know, we're constantly probing ourselves and uh, looking for opportunities where uh, there's, uh, you know, possibility to innovate or to develop something that is would really add value uh, rather than just uh, developing products that follow aesthetics or trends. Uh, we really try to dig deeper and, and have something that could uh, last longer and is good for people all, all over. So, how, what was the genesis of the Sensate collection of dinnerware that you've designed and has been executed so well by the Rack Porcelain people? 
You know, it was a really interesting project. We started that um, a few years ago. We, uh, it was through a research project uh, that led us to visit senior homes and disability centers uh, here in Jordan. And we were really um, inspired by the people we met um, and, and found that there was a really huge need in um, the dining experience. People really struggled to eat independently and, um, and you know, and there was a, a taboo or like a stigma around the idea of having company over, um, you know, during uh, meal times. And so that really um, touched us and we wanted to develop a solution that really brought that joy to, to meal time. Well, it's a beautiful collection. Did you did you have difficulty in settling in on the final items? Because I know when you're designing dinnerware, there seems to be a plethora of items initially in the in the cre- the creative stage, let's call it. But then you eventually have to finalize and get down to a certain uh, uh, number of SKUs or items. Uh, was were there items? Uh, how did you do? Well, tell us about that process. How did you get to the final collection? So we really, um, we started off focusing on um, the plate. Uh, really kind of uh, everything grew from there. So uh, the plate uh, was uh, was important because that's where, you know, most of the meals happen. Um, but we wanted to cover, you know, breakfast, dinner, and lunch, and possibly snacks. Uh, and, and so the, the plate was was in a way a starting point and uh, and we were looking at um, what we can do that would cover a um, kind of you know cover the nutritional uh, needs of of most most people Um, so that's why we focused on plates uh, bowls and and bugs of course but uh, you never know we could uh, it could develop into uh, a bigger collection later on um, but at the moment, we thought that those were the most important items um, to initiate with uh, because they really do solve the, the problems of trying to eat independently, um, cutting your food uh, using one hand or, um, or, uh, or if you had a weakness in both hands, you can still, it, it really does support you and give you that extra push to be able to do it um, on your own without having to uh, you know, be limited to pre-cut or, um, or mashed food all the time. So uh, we wanted people to really be able to enjoy their meal uh, independently, you know, cut each bite as they eat um, uh, instead of having things pre-cut or, you know, or your meal getting hot. So, you know, we're thinking how, you know, how can we have um, somebody with severe arthritis in their uh, 80s be able to enjoy a steak again? You know, without needing somebody in the house to help them, or without being assisted. So that was that was why we how we focused on those main items. Well, I, I think the um, the issue of dignity that you bring through this, through independence and dignity and self-pride, I think is really uh, an important element, and it looks like that was that was high on your list of priorities to try to preserve. Yes, absolutely. It was, uh, you know, it was almost as important as having any functional dinnerware. But uh, we we realized that through our research and, and interviews, we realized that many people would just rather um, struggle with traditional uh, tableware and cutlery than than to use anything that looks remotely assistive. Um, so 
So for us, we wanted the plate to look beautiful, um, to be made out of porcelain and not plastic. That was very, very important for us. Um, and as well as, uh, you know, because it needed to be uh, a product that people can uh, emotionally accept, you know, as well as find useful. At the end of the day, we wanted it to be a product that people use and not just something that you buy for, um, you know, a friend or that they just kind of leave in the cupboard. We wanted it to be useful. Sensate is a very creative dinnerware design that has won several design awards. That creativity is particularly true when it comes to the plate. The plate design provides a unique multifunctional petition, which allows the user to cut bites of food in any size, allowing them to retain a sense of pride and independence. That plate design also gives one-handed users more support and more accuracy in cutting their food. With its slotted cradle-like notch working as part of the petition design, that really works as a guide for the knife, uh, the blade of the knife. This ingenious design makes the cutting process for those who use it infinitely easier and the dining much more enjoyable. The Sensei Dinnerware series features a range of sensory elements that guide the user and enhance the dining experience. The collection currently has 12 items, all flawlessly executed in terms of quality and aesthetics. Six plates, four bowls, and two stackable mugs. Sensate is compatible also with the various heat retention systems from manufacturers like Cambro and, and so on. It seems that today, most of the focus on improving dining for people with disabilities is really focused on the issues of access and mobility. Therefore, it's great to see a premier quality dinnerware product range like Sensate that focuses on making the actual act of eating easier and more enjoyable also being more, a much more independent activity. All of these elements combine to allow for more pleasant and dignified dining experience. For more information on Rack Porcelain Sensei Collection, go to rackporcelain.com. And for more information on Saha Madinat and her 12 Degrees Studio, go to 12deg, that's T-W-E-L-V-E-D-E-G.com. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring, in part, this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, Tabletop Matters. That concludes this week's edition of Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series. Check us out at SeatYourselfPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Seat underscore Yourself underscore. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out TabletopJournal.com or email Dave at DT at TabletopJournal.com. And don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review.